Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the morning services. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. Thank you so much, Jean. And uh, good morning to you all and a, a very warm welcome from me also to this morning's service, particularly welcome if you're new to Emmanuel um, uh, or if you've come especially today, to mark this moment. And uh, let me say as well, to everyone who has contributed over the last 48 hours or so to making today happen, uh, so much effort has gone into it. Thank you, a big thank you, I think, from us all. We live in ever-changing times. But this week, many of us feel, has marked quite exceptional change. A new leader from, for our government... Do you remember? And a new monarch. But for most of us, I imagine, we have been most affected, most changed by the death of our queen. In the gatherings outside Buckingham Palace early in the week, and in so many churches up and down the country today, people are coming together. And that coming together is a powerful acknowledgement of the impact of what has happened. Whatever the moment means, and I guess many of us are still working that out, Um, We want to gather, we want to share it as a community, and I do hope that this morning enables that for us who are gathered here this morning. The Queen, as we've already said, was no stranger to navigating times of uncertainty and indeed to leading others in them in her public role. I've spent some time looking back through her yearly Christmas messages this week, and more often than not in the 70 years of messages, they touch upon some international or domestic turmoil or challenge. And though she was neither a professional theologian nor a minister of religion, every Christmas day, it seems, without fail, she would bring to bear some aspect of the Christian message, encouraging us to turn to God for help. And that's what I'd like to do briefly with you this morning. And my prayer as we do so is that we would find comfort in our grief, that we be moved uh, onwards in gratitude to the Lord from whom every good thing comes, that we would find fresh hope for ourselves individually and together and for our nation, and also that we'd be emboldened to commit our future and our, our collective future at this time to the power and the mercy of God. The ancient psalm we've just read uh, summarizes it wonderfully. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. But first, I think it's right to um, acknowledge what we have lost. Millions of words, I'm sure you need no reminding, are being spoken, printed, and broadcast over these days, uh, encapsulating the distinctive contribution of our late Queen. They acknowledge uh, often the unexpected and sudden introduction to her role, her leadership over seven decades, preserving traditions and yet constantly adapting the monarchy to a changing society. 
They speak of her boundless interest in the uh, many different arenas that her role covered, her ongoing care for her large family through challenging times, and all of that in the public eye, and, and so much more besides. But perhaps it is her character that we are going to miss most. We live in a hugely dynamic world. Volatile public opinion, quick celebrity, outspoken ambition, instant gratification. And in that world, she was, wasn't she, exceptional, consistent, even though adaptable, faithful, servant-hearted, restrained, humble, with an enduring sense of calling and duty. And it seems to me, and we've touched on this already this morning, this combination was no accident. It was inextricably connected to her Christian faith. On one occasion, she said this. She says, Jesus of Nazareth makes it clear that genuine human happiness and satisfaction lie more in giving than receiving, more in serving than in being served. Her qualities and her values were those of the Savior whom she sought to follow. And though I guess all of us appreciate those qualities, for a public figure, that is a rare attitude to articulate and to embody consistently. I'm not saying she was without fault, but hers was an extraordinary life. And so we may say in losing our queen, what have we lost? We have lost a Christian leader. And Christian leaders don't come along all the time. We have lost someone in whom we could see a concrete difference that her faith made. And she actually had relatively limited structural power. But that Christian character has had a huge influence on our whole nation and beyond. And therefore, the loss for us as a nation is real. We're going to feel that absence. But that same sense of what we've lost, of course, turns us to gratitude. Um, as a nation, we've been enormously blessed to have such a person as our figurehead. And we're grateful to her. We're grateful to the many people who counseled her and guided her during her reign. And of course, I think it's right for us to say this morning, we're grateful to God. I wonder whether you've ever thought about this. The Queen has been the subject of very, very many prayers. Think about this. How many times has a person called upon the Lord in the words of our national anthem, God save the Queen. When we do that, uh, we are asking God to be our monarch's salvation. Um, we are asking him to forgive her sins by his grace, to sustain her by his transforming peace and power in the present, and to keep him or her forever in eternal life. That has been sung many times. And what about the words of the Book of Common Prayer? As a minister in the Church of England, I'm particularly familiar with these. We beseech thee also to save and defend all Christian kings, princes and governors, and especially thy servant Elizabeth, our queen. Depending on what service you're leading, it's not optional. You have to say that. Who knows how many times those prayers have been spoken in the hearts of women and men. And here's the point, heard by God. Sometimes I, I think we feel that prayers steeped in tradition can lose their meaning. They can. But we believe God cares and acts in our own individual lives and in, in the lives of nations and kingdoms. And now looking back on her reign, I think we may say God has answered those prayers. So today I am sure that our late queen is finding eternal refuge in the everlasting arms of God. She said once, I have been 
and remain very grateful to you for your prayers and to God for his steadfast love. I have indeed seen his faithfulness. What a testimony. So looking back in gratitude, I pray we may say the same. Lost gratitude. Thirdly, though, where, we, where may we turn in the present and as we look to the future? Well, again, those almost 3,000-year-old words from the writer of this psalm spoke into a time of great upheaval. It spoke of a time when nations were in uproar, where kingdoms fall, when God lifts his voice and the earth melts. In fact, the words of that psalm uh, are so powerful, they've become a commonplace in our language and culture. You'll recognize them from a popular song. Though the earth give way, though the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. In those kind of circumstances, this psalm says, God is our strength and refuge, our ever-present help in trouble. What does that mean? Well, I want to encourage you, today to the same confidence. It means that God is the one who can sustain us. He can be our strength. God is the one who may protect us, be our refuge. He is the one who may stand in solidarity with us. He's not a sort of remote force field. He's present. He's a present and personal help, like a constant friend. And that was the queen's attitude too. We we know she turned to the Lord for refuge in the midst of life. She said, I know just how much I rely on my faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. Each day is a new beginning, and I know that the only way to live my life is to try to do what is right, to take the long view, to give of my best in all that the day brings, and to put my trust in God. I draw strength from the message of hope in the Christian gospel. We could go on for some time. I guess... uh, the many hours of programming that are already available will help us think about and appreciate much about our late queen. But I wonder whether you've also sensed in these few days a sense in which our human condition has been revealed to us. The words that we've heard spoken have brought to the surface our deep human longing for a constant. How we want something unchanging that we can depend on. It's there, actually, in almost extraordinary form, in the words that people have used. I wonder whether you've noticed them. The queen, people have said, was our rock. She was our constant in an ever-changing world. She was a keystone. She was our comforter in chief. One journalist wrote this, we need Queen Elizabeth as much at her death as at any point in her long life. Now, I hesitate to speak on behalf of the Queen. Whilst she undoubtedly played that role for many, I wonder whether today she might want us to think slightly differently. I think she would want us to look past her, and indeed past any person or human institution. For that constant and that rock, I think she would want to point to the Lord himself upon whom she depended. He's the King of Kings. He's the one whose reign is not just long-lived, but eternal. He's the one whose faithfulness and power exceeds any human agency. And I think we we do need that at this moment, don't we, in our nation's life? The the mood of our nation is somber. We're not, I don't think, grief-stricken. 
The lifetime of public duty for our new king inspires confidence. But there is that common feeling of strangeness, of disorientation. We feel unsettled, perhaps. Now, for some of us in this building, I imagine that's stronger than for others. Perhaps you're no great monarchist. Perhaps life circumstances, frankly, have brought you many much more pressing challenges for right now. The fact is, we will all know uncertainty of some kind. And even in that, I want to encourage you this morning to entrust yourself to the safekeeping of God. To be able to say, God is my strength and refuge. And let me say, I say that knowing that's not everybody's starting point. Perhaps for you, that's just your natural place to run to. There may be others here, you feel pretty unfamiliar with that kind of talk of God as a refuge and strength. Perhaps you feel God is quite distant, actually. Or that he's indifferent. Or or he feels rather unreal. Perhaps you're from a different religious tradition. Perhaps you once had a strong faith and now you sort of feel like that, you sort of lost that in your life. Well, this morning, as the minister of this parish church, an important moment in, in our history, I want to invite you again to seek him personally. If it's appropriate to say this, to return to him Uh, today. My own life has been radically changed by my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I have found forgiveness for my past. I've found profound purpose for my life in the present and hope for my future. And actually, I've so often been strengthened in that by in my faith by the Queen, who by any measure was a great evangelist. I remember distinctly, and uh, no disrespect is uh, intended to any uh, minister of the church in what I'm about to say, I remember distinctly one Christmas time listening to a bishop preach in the cathedral and then to the queen after lunch. And I, I felt she said quite a lot more about the Lord with a lot more clarity than he did. She said this uh, at another year at the same time. It's a wonderful encapsulation of the Christian gospel. And I commend it to you. She said, although we are capable of great acts of kindness... History teaches us that we sometimes need saving from ourselves, from our recklessness or our greed. And God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important though they are, but a savior with the power to forgive. If you'd like to know more about that savior, I would love to explore that uh, with you afterwards. Do come and speak to me. But I love the way that the psalm concludes. It gives a picture of what it means to know him. It says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And so may God today be our strength and refuge, even as he was for our late sovereign But finally, we've spoken about the past, the loss, the gratitude, the present, our need for the help of God right now. Let's just say a brief word about the future. Shortly, we're going to sing the new national anthem, and we're all going to work hard at replacing the words queen with king. The Church of England, after an unprecedented long run of saving an enormous amount of money, will not now need to reprint everything, scurry off to replace Every occasion where our sovereign is addressed, prayer to her in our liturgy. The beef eaters will have to change their logo. But of course, much greater change will follow inevitably in the course of time. And there are pressing questions for our nation right now. 
What is our changing relationship to the world around us? What about the impending crisis in the cost of living? What about the values that underpin our nation and so forth? And so I think it's great at this moment in time, as it is at any time, to come back to the, again to the words of Scripture. The Bible says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people, to ask God to help them, to intercede on their behalf, to give thanks for them, and pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. Now, it's a great moment to pray. We've, we've prayed this morning. Please do continue to commit our new sovereign King Charles, our new government, into the hand of God and to seek to follow him for the good of our people and the glory of God. As our time together draws to a close today, um, we are going to sing. We're going to sing of uh, the Lord who is our strength and stay, who makes it well with our soul. It's a song uh, that um, transfers the image of unsteady waters to the troubles and turmoil of life and points us to the Lord who is our refuge in it all. So let's stand to sing, It Is Well With My Soul. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week.